0: Hi, uh, this is Lindsey Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Review Podcast on Friday, May the 3rd. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about a major Arkansas football development, Democratic challenger to Tom Cotton, the future of golf in the city of Little Rock, and cuts at the Little Rock School District. I'm joined, as usual, by Max Brantley. Hey. So, clearly the biggest news of the week, the Razorback football team is ending a six-decade tradition by scheduling a game with another Arkansas school.
1: Yes and no. And, and I that was the way I put it. I mean, that the University of Arkansas announced out of the blue that it's going to play UAPB in 2021 and 2024. And this follows the long history of developed by Frank Broyles, of which the Razorbacks don't play anybody in-state because it diminishes the brand and they've got to be the preeminent school in the state. But this is what struck me after the announcement I mean, I didn't hear much noise about it. Oh, the the football talk shows kind of, sort of, but there wasn't, I mean, it was like, so well, first of all, UAPB is what Kim Brazell, the late Gazette sports writer always called a chitlin. <laughs> that is easy, a cupcake in, 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 in other words. And so nobody's, nobody thinks that playing UAPB is likely to hurt the Razorbacks very, and no, no offense to UAPB, but they haven't exactly been a powerhouse in football. So, so there's that. And I thought, you know, the hurt feelings of ASU would make some noise, and they kind of haven't made a peep. And so, listen, everybody else in the country does this, so why not the Razorbacks? That, and they ought to, And maybe somebody, I surmise, that maybe this is the first step toward finally recognizing the inevitable. Instead of playing Portland State and other goobers like that, they ought to play Arkansas State and fill the stadium up.
0: Yeah, surely, surely it's inevitable, but. Held out for a while,
1: but anyway, it's new new day at Fayetteville, Hunter you're a check, and uh, you know, he's he's charted this path. They'd kind of signaled it last year when they started playing UALR and baseball, and the world didn't come to an end, yeah.
0: Okay, uh, well, what really probably was the biggest news. Uh, at least politically, Fayetteville's Josh Mahoney announced that he will try to unseat Republican U.S. Senator Tom Cotton. There'd, be, it, it,
1: there'd been some uh, rumblings about it. Josh Mahoney's uh, a fabled political name from the Mahoney clan in El Dorado. Uh, he lives in Fayetteville as a natural resources company, ran for 3rd District Congress, energetic and progressive, but got the crud kicked out of him by Steve Womack. He lost a race for Washington County judge. I'm a little surprised he wants to make this effort. He sounds deadly serious about it, and his his messaging has been that Tom Cotton doesn't care about Arkansas. He's too busy pursuing national and international agendas, and, and it's uh, very appealing to me from my political point of view. I mean, you have to say it is an uphill fight that seems doomed to to lose, but gosh, I'm glad glad somebody's running, and he's got Joyce Elliott as his campaign co-chair, and I think he's going to get some endorsements in the next week from some other Democratic Party luminaries. Clark Tucker might turn up on the Josh Mahoney bandwagon, so anyway, it'll, it'll uh, and Tom Cotton is just such a churlish sort, you know, It to have somebody poking at him, at least we might get some entertainment from, from him uh, growling back.
0: Uh, I agree with all that, but as you mentioned, he got walloped in in the uh, the third district race. Um, was there any thought that maybe a kind of heavier hitter might step up to this? I mean, I, I think Joyce's name was bandied about a lot, but uh, but who or who, do we even have anybody? No,
1: who, who would it be? I mean, yeah. who would it be? This is a state where. With everything working for him, uh, a 60 to 70 percent vote in Pulaski County, a big campaign war chest, a good legislative record, a reasonably well-known name, a wonderful engaging personality, Clark Tucker got beat handily in the most Democratic congressional district in the state. I mean, this is a state that is gone blood red. It's gone reflexively Republican. Uh, I think Josh Mahoney will test the notion of whether there is enough unpopularity of Trump that some people, and, and Cotton certainly has been one of his single biggest defenders, that maybe you can carve off some people with a conscience from, from the Republican ticket. But I, I gosh, I, I just don't have any optimism about that.
0: Okay. Moving on, the Little Rock City Board heard results earlier this week of a consultant's review of city golf course operations. Uh, courses are losing money because of declining use with expenditures of $2.6 million, almost doubling the revenue.
1: Well, golf's popularity has declined for one thing, uh, and so that's it. I, and by the way, I don't want to get lured into the false notion that city services have to operate at a profit or we can't have them. Uh, and so... But the the deficit is probably even bigger than that number represents, according to somebody I know who did a study of the golf courses ten years ago. Uh, we might have too many. Uh, we have we've got saddled with the cost of running First Tee, which was billionaire Jackson T. Stevens' invention and it wasn't supposed to be a city obligation. It's become one. War Memorial Golf Course probably needs to go. Uh, it's uh, not a good course. It's not. Heavily used by Little Rock people. It's more people from out of town use it. Uh, The park could be much better used for real park developments. But the consultant report raised some red flags. One of them was perhaps converting War Memorial to an alternative golfing experience or words to that effect. And there was also mention of perhaps redeveloping part of Rebsman Park golf course for, for private development. These are both abysmally bad ideas. And unfortunately, Frank Scott, who who loves to jump into stuff that he senses some political gain in, said a lot of good things on Twitter about somebody early in his campaign said, Why don't you get a top golf in Little Rock? And everybody said, Oh man, that's great. And so Frank jumped on that. And he, he made some remarks on Twitter that I think could be interpreted as. Open to the idea of top golf in War Memorial Park, as i've said they're going to have to roll the bulldozers over me before that. Top golf, if you don't know, is just a giant sports bar it's a golf driving range with electronic golf games. They stay open until two in the morning under huge floodlights. The last thing we need in Little Rock is to take eleven acres of War Memorial Park and turn it into a sports bar with floodlights it's nuts it's crazy, it shouldn't be on the table. I don't think it can happen. But until, but uh, you know, eternal vigilance is the price of green space.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I I'm certainly against that. I hope that doesn't doesn't uh, become a real proposal. I think it's a great opportunity though to continue talking about War Memorial as the kind of Little Rock Central Park and, and
1: to do some things there. And I think there're redevelopment possibilities there. Drive by that park on Sunday. Or Saturday and look how full the picnic pavilions are and the playground is with people with families and imagine if you put in a couple of more picnic pavilions you could save a million dollars on park expenses by shutting more Memorial Golf Course and you could wouldn't have to spend nearly that much to put in another picnic pavilion or two and really make that a wonderful space for people and, and I think there's room even yes for some commercial uses on the fringe, the the golf course clubhouse could be a nice little restaurant that people could sit on the terrace and look out on the park and see people walking by on paths and, and riding around on bikes. I mean, there, there are things that need to be talked about. Heinemann Park out in Southwest Little Rock is not a bad golf course, uh, most golfers say, but it's flooded a lot of the time. You need to take your mud boots out there a lot of the time when you play out there. First tee, the city owns some land next to it from the old Western Hills Country Club that they bought. You could take that and maybe build some cart pass so old codgers could play first tee. And if you want to have the dang top golf, put it out there behind the old Walt Bennett Ford building on University Avenue. There are a lot of things that can be done but but I, I think rushing in and 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 also we're not going to save city government's budget problems by cutting the deficit of the golf courses. Sure. The problem is much 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 bigger than that. Yeah. And that's going to come out next week by the way. There's going to be a come to Jesus budget meeting of the city board Tuesday and the go- the mayor's going to talk about his budget ideas which almost certainly are going to mean a reduction in jobs and and perhaps more deferred maintenance because he wants to hire more cops and I think there's going to be some strong pushback on the city board
0: well we will keep you posted on that first he's a nice golf course by the way I oh I, no I, it is ridiculous that the Stevens <laughs> dropped it and left it with the city and didn't continue paying for it but it's nice I I, I wouldn't mind the, yeah
1: my golf and Prince is however as you know it was designed to be used by people who walk the course right you don't use carts on it which is
0: good exercise it's good
1: exercise and that's a wonderful thing but the old codgers who play golf don't want to walk the course they want to ride a cart now i don't know what the first t rule is you can't put a cart path but somebody said to me you build some cart paths out there you could jump the revenue way up and making it make an 18 hole course out of it by having a short t and a long t and do some stuff like that, and you could have a huge number of users out there Yeah, if you it opened it up. Say weekdays, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 or something like that.
0: From one uh, discussion of revenue problems to another, the literate School District has begun notifying employees of job losses or duty changes that will be required next year to reduce the budget by 8 to $10 million on account of declining enrollment?
1: Well, it's sad news. This is the time of year when the district has to notify contract employees what the next year is going to look like, and the news is bad. I talked to Michael Poore briefly about it this morning on the phone, and they're going to eliminate 75 teaching slots. They're going to eliminate six assistant principals. They're going to eliminate eight middle school and high school counselors. They're going to eliminate, uh, oh, I think it's eight uh, around that number of reading and math specialists who work with multiple schools to oversee reading and math instruction. And they're going to rejigger the jobs of more than 40 reading specialists, an area in which the district has had problems not necessarily laying any of them off but shortening their contracts, which means lower pay. Uh, All of this, some of it is about Redoing the teaching approach in the district, which has been criticized, but most of it is about a shortage of of money because of declining enrollment, which is going to the charter schools. And and, and it we don't really know how bad it's going to be because there's a new school opening next year. Don't know how successful they'll be in enrollment. Some of them are still out there enrolling as many people as they can po- possibly enroll. E-STEM is adding a hundred more people at its high school. That's killing UALR. So I, you know, I just don't know. I, I think um, the outlook is dire for the Little Rock School District.
0: Uh, but there, there are no school closings that are slated for next year. Those are more <clears throat> likely to be down the road.
1: No, and you, but right, but at some point, with declining enrollment and declining workforce, your schools are becoming very expensive because they have more staff than they need for the people there and it's a very high per pupil cost and they're they're just in any doubt that's what baker curris said in his short tenure as superintendent i think mike poor acknowledges that some schools are just going to have to be closed and and unfortunately they're going to be in the part of town where the most minority and poor people live which happens to be the majority of the little rock school district because the growth in the city is out west uh, the whole city is not the district, but the growth in the Little Rock District is, is in the western reach of it. And so that's going to increase tensions. And that's where the charter schools are being built. They're going in and siphoning these kids away. That's where some of them have been built and open, and there are more to come. So I, I, we're just in a we're in a death spiral, I'm afraid.
0: Okay, on that cheery note, let's move on to endorsements. What do you got?
1: Oh, I, 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 I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I was counting on you really
1: carrying the the load this time. Well, I did my New York endorsements last week. I've been I've been watching. I still my cheap thrill is billions. I mean, you know, it's it's just fast paced and lots of you know macho guys doing crazy stuff. So it's good.
0: I was thinking about getting Showtime for a month just to watch the new Wu Tang documentary. But um, I, I watched a few billions and liked it.
1: I went back and re looked at some old Anthony Bourdain's, and I I, I realized I mean how much I kind of miss him.
0: Have you read Kitchen Confidential?
1: Yeah. I, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a good book. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, there's our kind of half ass endorsement. Sorry. Yeah, and I've been week.
1: I've been cooking at home. Uh, let me. I, let me. I, I will endorse something that that was on my mind this week. My wife ex- signed up for something, the Bean of the Month Club. <laughs> From from Rancho Gordo beans. He's 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 this artisanal bean grower out in California that's become very very popular. Well, we like beans. I love red beans. I love white beans. It turns out the bean of the month club might be more beans than one, one family can deal with. I made some Frijoles barachos this week with some pinto beans. They were great. They made beans and cornbreads, a wonderful meal, but we got a lot. If anybody wants some artisanal beans, give me a call because I got some I could, I could share. There are all these different colors and they give you recipes and every now and then they throw in something like a jar of Mexican oregano. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a thing, but. But also, your beans take a while to cook. You know, yeah. you got to soak them and you got to cook them and chop a lot of stuff to put in them. And maybe you should do an Arkansas blog contest and the giveaways. I mean, I, I, maybe beans. I've got because we got twenty. Points. And she already had bought ten pounds of these black beans. She loves to make black bean chili and black and ham beans. And we already had. She buys those by the case. We got more beans. <laughs> we are full of beans.
0: Well, when the apocalypse happens, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're set. Talked up. All right, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the iTunes or wherever you find fond podcasts. See you next time.